Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Then you see, if he's going to help them, what's he going to have to do? He's going to have to do something about their unbelief, isn't he? Well, how are you going to help people's unbelief? Well, how did he help them? What did he do? What does it say? He went around about the villages, teaching, teaching, teaching. Remember what the Bible said later on? Paul said, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And by the Holy Spirit, you see, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, now, uh, there's no use you being upset. At least you're doing as well here as I did in my own hometown. <laughs> Amen. I mean, he said the servant's not above his master. Well, I said, what are you, I didn't know what he's talking about, you know. You know, here, here, read the New Testament to 150 times. You know. He said, well, just like I said, I could in my own hometown do no mighty work. Well, I argued with him about that, you know, because that, that upset my theology. It's amazing how Jesus will upset people's theology. It's amazing how the New Testament will upset so much church theology, religious thinking. He said, just like it said in Mark 6, 5, I looked that up to be sure that's in there, and I read New Testament through on fifth time. You know, in a way, you sort of you remember something like that is in there, all right? There's something like that there. And he said, "That's the way Jesus said to me. I could there do no mighty work. Didn't say I wouldn't, said I couldn't. Didn't say I wouldn't, said I couldn't. Now here's the way Jesus said to me. He said I didn't have any manifestation. He said no mighty work. I had no manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit there, and so I couldn't produce it unless the Holy Ghost was there to manifest Himself." However, he said, I did get a few people healed by laying on hands. And, you know, that's what it said. He could there do no mighty work. Save your lady's hands on. You read it there. Save your lady's hands on a few sick folk. And then the Lord said to me, you see, the few that did get healed didn't have much wrong with them. I looked that up, you know, in the concordance. Actually, uh, W.E. Vines, Expository Dictionary, New Testament Word. The Greek actually says he laid his hands on a few people with minor ailments. So under the ministry of Jesus in his hometown of Nazareth, there's only a few that got healed and a few that did get healed and how much wrong with them. They only had minor ailments. Now here's what I want to get to, see. Well, why? Why, why? why didn't he? Well, you see, if the manifestation of the Spirit is there, glory to God for it, let's just go ahead and yield to it. But I can't produce it. Jesus couldn't produce it. It is as the Spirit wills. That's the reason we have to pray for those things. See what I mean? You see, if we could just do it myself, if any preacher anywhere could just carry gifts of the Spirit around his pocket, you know, just use them when he wanted to, he wouldn't have to pray, would he? Would he? No. No, just do away entirely with his prayer life. He wouldn't have to pray at all. But that's the reason you have to pray. And then if you had any experience at all, if you've ever been used in any of these gifts, you'll know this, the more you will pray and the more you're able to isolate yourself and give yourself to the Lord, the, the more manifestation you'll have. 
Now, that's a reason that I always, when I was on the field in field ministry, had more manifestation of those things because I could give a certain amount of the day, hours actually, of just shutting myself in with the Lord, you see, waiting on Him. And when I did, then I had more manifestation. Now, when I'm around here, I have things to do in the office and so on and so forth. And, you know, that's the reason we'll have a limited. Are you following me? But now then, Jesus here had no manifestation. What if you don't have any manifestations of the Spirit, which you may not? You may not. I can't tell you whether you will or whether you won't. Because, see, the Bible said, Paul writing to the church. Now, remember, he's not writing a letter to John Smith, a member of the church at Corinth. He's not writing a letter to Susie Jones or Mary Jones, a member of the church of Christ. He's writing a letter to the whole church, isn't he? Isn't he? Now he says, for to one is given the word of wisdom. To another, see he didn't say to the same one. To another, the word of knowledge. To another, see, to another, see, as the Spirit wills. Our, our thinking has been fuzzy. Is that a good word? In this area of gifts of the Spirit, it's really been a detriment to us. But when we can really see what the Bible said, then we can wait on God, hallelujah. But now, what if there isn't any manifestation? What are you going to do? Well, what did Jesus do? Praise God, what did he do? Let's, let's look again there in Mark 6. You got your Bible open there, Mark 6, 5. He could there do no mighty work, save he laid his hands on a few, few, few. Like I said, the Greek says, lay his hands on a few folks with minor ailments. Well, now first, why could he there do no mighty work? All right, the beginning of the sixth verse says what? Somebody tell me. What? And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then you see, if he's going to help them, what's he going to have to do? He's going to have to do something about their unbelief, isn't he? Well, how are you going to help people's unbelief? Well, how did he help it? What did he do? What does it say? He went around about their villages teaching, teaching, teaching. You remember what the Bible said later on? Paul said, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now you see, like from the fifth chapter of John, which is an illustration or a demonstration of the sovereignty of God, and Jesus ministering to the one man is an illustration of manifestation of the Spirit, word of knowledge first. He knew that the man had been that way. How did he know it? By the Spirit of God. He knew the man had been that way for a long time, he said. And then gifts of healing was manifested to him. Why didn't he tell all of them to get up and take off? Because evidently the Spirit didn't tell him to. Are you following me? Now, for instance, right here in the state of Oklahoma, in another part of the state, in the same church, same church, same group of people. I'll illustrate this for you. What I'm talking about now. Same group of people. Now, not the same night, but on different nights, but same church, same group of people. You know what I mean? Just like, for instance, we'd say right here in healing school. Now, not, not this happened, didn't happen the same day, but it happened here. Be the same thing, wouldn't it? See? All right, same people, same church building, same church people, you know, primarily. might have been somebody else there and so on, but same church, same people, so on. Now, here I was preaching, and there was a fellow. We hadn't had anybody there on the stretcher, and there was a fellow lying on the stretcher. And just as I came to the close of my sermon, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, now you say, how did it come? 
Now, you see, the Lord will speak to every Christian in that still, small voice here and here, you know. That's the way he talks to every Christian. But you see, in the Old Testament, you ever notice the prophet would say, you know, he'd say, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, you know, again and again, he'd say that. It, that, that comes a little different. It's, it's almost like somebody talking to you. Sometimes it'll come like somebody speaking right over your shoulder almost. And, and, and it, it seems to come out here somewhere, but into your spirit, not necessarily into your head or your mind. It, it's different. It, it's, it's more powerful than that still small voice that speaks to you, you see. And sometimes it is on the inside of you, but it's like a voice spoke up in there, you see. And, and so the word of the Lord came unto me saying, to minister to that thought, don't touch him, don't pray for him. Tell the congregation ahead of time you're going to speak to him, tell him get up and walk, and he's going to get up and walk off the hill right there in front of everybody. And he did. He did. I said, he did. Now, here's what I'm saying to you, though. Here in that same meeting, here's a woman they bring in that's not lying on a stretcher. This man couldn't walk because he's bed fast, been bed fast for months, and, and was dying. He's too weak. He can't get up. Now, the woman can't walk because she's crippled. And doctors said that she'll never walk again. Best doctors in the state of Oklahoma. Specialists said she'll never walk again. Never, 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 never. Well, when I deal with people individually, I always stop and put up my spiritual antenna. You know what I mean by that? They say put up my spiritual antenna. Well, did you ever, did you ever, you ever, you know, uh, you know, way on back counter. Now, nowadays, you know, on cars, a lot of times we've got an electric motor to raise your antenna up. Some cars, you know, the antenna's up, you know. Well, used to, you know, we used to have to, if you're going to raise them, I'd raise them by hand. When they first started out with them, you know, you just have to get a whole thing, pull it up, you know. Isn't that right? Well, that's what I do on the inside of me. I put up my spiritual antenna. I start reaching from inside me. And and my days so holding out for poke hedges. And if had a book up FS is to kind of body take. And the man just shows you who's going to get mark. And one way to put up your spiritual antenna is to pray in the spirit, speak with tongue. Pray, talk to the Father. Because you see, it's written in the Holy Word. He that speaketh unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. And another way to put up your antenna. It just simply, by an act of faith, on the inside of you, reach up toward heaven. Hallelujah. And because you reach out with your spirit, the Father God, who is a spirit, even the Father of spirits, will respond unto your spirit. No, he is not a man. So he does not respond unto the call of the flesh. No, he is not a mind. So he does not respond unto your intellect. And you see, that's where so many have missed it. They've tried to feel something. Oh, if I could just feel God. Oh, if I could just feel him. They've tried to reach him with their minds. But if they'd crucify the flesh and renew the mind and get it quiet, their spirit would reach out unto him, the Holy Eternal Spirit, the Holy One. And he would respond unto their spirits. That's what I said in tongues. Hallelujah. That's the interpretation thereof. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you've just heard. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. What is our offer this week? Well, it's my new release, three CDs, our new spiritual realities. 
and Dad's book, Love, The Way to Victory, it's normally $36.95, but we're offering it for $23.95, $13 off. That's right. Because we want you to get a hold of this. Not that, uh, you know, we're not trying to sell a product. We're trying to give you something that's going to help you in your life, and these will help you deal with your issues. That's right. And you know what I was thinking about? Love is one of the hardest things, you know, to accomplish, yeah. walking in love. Now, I know it was easy for you. Well, I grew up with my dad. <laughs> That's right. And in fact, at his memorial, 2003, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's people called him the modern day father of faith and he didn't like that title. But you, did you ever notice? I mean, he he was a man of faith. He was a man of prayer. Yes. And those, but at his memorial, everybody talked about his, his love, love walk. His love walk. That's why. How he was, and and so this this, I just if people say something bad about me or wrong me, I say, oh, Lord bless them, and go on down the road because it's not my problem. It's theirs. And but many people, yes. when somebody says something about them. Then they start. They start taking it personally. They get all upset. They start. They rebut and uh, rebuttal, mm-hmm. and they they keep talking, and it goes into a, a, a real frenzy. But when you walk in love, you just say, "God bless them," and go on down the road. And this will help you to walk in love. Yes. And I will have to confess that was one of my issues <laughs> was walking in love and and forgiving people. But I want to tell you what this book will help you do that. Yes, amen. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.